Hello, and welcome to the Fantasy National Golf Club. This is Nice Shot Pods, featuring Tractor, the Rhino, the Moose, and Paw. This week, we're joined by PGA Tour caddy Don Donatello, the big break legend himself. We discuss life on tour, the 3M Open and TPC Twin Cities, Will Gordon's adventure in the elite company he's joined after seven starts. We play one and done in Fantasy Nassau. Hey guys, welcome to this week's edition of Nice Shot Pods, brought to you by FantasyNational.com, your go-to analytics website developed by Moose. What's up? This week we're going to have a little chit-chat about the bloodbath on Sunday at Jack's Place. We got a little special guest coming back because he's here in Minnesota, Mr. Don Donatello. We're going to play our simple games that we always do. And uh, let's kick this off. Moose has some exciting news to tell all the listeners. Yeah, well, uh, I'm sure many people saw today that we finally announced that uh, we sold Fantasy National to Sports Hub Technologies. It's kind of been a deal that I've had in the works for quite some time, and I'm really excited about it as far as our members are concerned. There's really no change on their part. For me, there's really no change. I'm still running it like I am. It's pretty excited about joining them. They're like, well, you've gotten us this far. We don't need to step in and have you do anything significantly different. So nice thing is I'll have some resources and, you know, an awesome team that pretty much invented this, invented this fantasy sports space to help me out. So pretty pumped about that. Super excited to have Don on. Don, how are you doing? Welcome to Minnesota, bud. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. I was here last year and I was excited to uh, come back. Yeah. Weather was pretty good out there today. Did you get out and uh, walk the course at all day? It was a nice morning, but then it got, it heated up this afternoon. We uh, we played 18 a day because there's supposed to be rain coming in tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think the rain's supposed to quit by like noon, so. Well, that would be good because uh, we're going to play nine tomorrow, and then we have a big, huge fundraiser um, tournament that we're playing nine holes on Wednesday. Uh, Matthew Wolf, uh, Casey... Paul Casey and Tommy Fleetwood, they're doing that this week to raise money for charities here in uh, Minneapolis. And your boy Will awesome. Gordon's playing in that? Yep, yep. Hey. We got uh, we got an invite to play in it, so it'll be pretty awesome. It'll be nine holes. Real sweet. Yeah, so you'll be able to watch that on TV. I don't know uh, what time it comes on. I'm hoping it's just going to be live because everybody's going to be calling in, donating money during it. Is sweet. it is, is it a golf channel? Sorry. Um, I, I don't know if it's on the golf channel. I need to find out the, the details on it. I just know that every single week they've had four players up on Wednesday and raising money for charities. I think last week was Harold Barnett third, or I forget who last week was, but uh, every Wednesday. Bryson and Finau and. You're right. Yep. And then the week before. McDowell and Poulter, I think. Yeah, yep. was- and then the week before was Harold Varner the third or whatever. Well, that's also how did, how did Will get selected for that? Do you know anything about the deets on that? Or well, I think because he's one of only twelve players to get their card through seven sponsor exemptions, and so they want to talk about that because it's very rare. Um, there's only been a couple of young players within the last few years that have ever done that, and one's Colin Morikawa, the other one is Matthew Wolf. Um, John Rahm's one of them, but he's been on tour for four years now. That's so pretty exciting. Congratulations. 
Congratulations on yeah. the status too. You guys locked that up a couple of weeks ago. Do you want to talk about that at all? Yeah, uh, it was uh, it was a stressful week just because playing with Phil Mickelson on Saturday. Um, he's pretty much you know the guy behind Tiger Woods with the most wins. Makes has made a lot of money playing golf. Has won a lot of golf tournaments, and I think it was very intimidating to my player to play with him. Uh, he was in more awe of some of the shots that Phil was hitting and not as focused on himself. Um, but it was an unbelievable experience, uh, for a kid, you know, a year ago he was in college and now he's on the PJ tour playing. It was a great experience for him. Uh, hey, Don, Don did, did Will play with Rom on Sunday? Yep. We played the world number one world on number uh, one. Sunday and he dusted him, right? And he, uh, he, Rom wasn't on or playing very well at that time, um, but any 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 week John Rom can win or play well, um, and everybody's allowed to have a an off day. You know what I mean in this game. Absolutely. But uh, we 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 did. It was good to play with John Rom too because you know they're kind of close to the same age. I think Rom's a little older, um, but you know more younger guys, the younger future of the game, you know? So uh, playing with Phil, now obviously, have you ever uh, been in a group with Phil before with somebody else? Yeah, I mean, when I worked for DeMarco back in 98 and 99, him and DeMarco were very good friends. And we played all our practice, most of our practice rounds together with Phil. So I knew Phil. And, and then with other players, um, I have been paired with Phil. And I knew how Phil is. and nothing against Phil, but he, he likes to talk. He likes to, you know, be the center of attention out there on the golf course. And I kind of knew that the, the guys that are young are going to be listening to him. Mm. You know, that would be the proper thing to do. Respect your elders. Do do you think that Um, it, do you think that it hurt Will having no fans there then? Or do you think it helped? Because like, I could see it where having Phil and the crowds that come along with Phil, being one thing, but at the same time, without the crowds and Phil needing to be center of attention, maybe some more of that energy got directed towards Will. Yeah, I think that it actually, uh, if the fans would have been there, it would have been even tougher because so many people love Phil and some of the shots that Phil hit were unbelievable and the place would erupt it. Even though he didn't play very well, they both shot one over par. Still, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the fans make a big part of uh, being nervous uh and and getting in the zone and and stuff like that maybe maybe will would have focused differently um and wouldn't been less distracted but you know well i think now you just chalk that that up as a learning experience and move on right yeah and i said something to uh will when we got you know a couple days later about it and even when we were driving because we drove from hartford all the way to uh detroit um uh, we didn't want to get the COVID or be around anybody or go to the airport or do anything. So we decided that it would be best just to drive. So I uh, took the wheel and drove. We drove about three hours um, the first day, got in around 1130 midnight, slept, got up at eight in the morning and drove the rest of the way on Monday. Jeez. How long was that drive? Yeah, it was almost 12 and a half, almost 13 hours. Oh, my God. So Pretty now... Long. I did hear on Sirius XM, I heard Will on Sirius XM, and it sounded like he just bought a new whip. Were you guys in his brand new car? Uh, no, we had a rental car. He he should have probably brought his car because, 
you know, it probably would have been a lot easier to, to drive and stuff like that. But, um, we had a rental car. Yeah. He bought a, he bought a new car. It's really nice. He brought a, a big, huge, huge SUV. Well, so the funny thing well, was, is that in that interview, he bought it the week before his, uh, his top, you know, his T3. He's like, well, had I known, had I known that I was going to T3, I might've gotten a little bit extra trim, but. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He, he said that, but you know, it's kind of good that he didn't because he would have spent more money. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so how but, is, you know, what? Oh, I was going to say, so how is like COVID life now, like on tour? What's that like? Well, I think they've kind of been a little bit easier with families coming out, but not coming to the golf course, just being in the hotel or being with their spouse or their, you know, or their, you know, you know, girlfriend or whatever. I think it's been a little bit easier, but I just stay in a bubble. I just, I can't afford to one, get it and two, give it to my player and him miss events and possible chances to change his life. So I go from my hotel room straight to the golf course, from the golf course straight to my hotel room. Um, and the tournament this week is making food food for us to take home for dinner. Like tonight we had like ravioli, cheese ravioli with chicken, uh, bread, a salad, and then they gave us a couple little uh, chocolate chocolates to go with it. So the tournament's doing an unbelievable job. That's awesome. Well, yeah. real quick question. So when you guys are in the car, I'm circling back to this car ride now because, I mean, how how, yep. how big is the age gap between you and Will? Well, he's getting ready to be 24 at the end of the month, and I am 51. Okay, so it's about yeah, 17 years. So are you – 26 no, years. 20, 26 years. years. Yeah, yeah, it's CR. Yeah, Thank holy God crap. not a caddy. Yeah, so so <laughs> who's, con- who's controlling the radio is what I want to know. Who's controlling the radio, and are you teaching him about music, or is he, like, teaching you? Well, I will tell you this. It, he's in control. He's got his phone plugged in. We're listening to his music, and uh, he's baby? got a lot of great music. He's got a lot of great music. He he's very well rounded. He loves country. He loves rap. He loves he loves everything. I mean, and 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 I'm probably the first one that's ever told him that I liked all his music. Oh yeah. Was there one it, song? It, I'm just more disappointed they're not firing up you know all the past episodes of Nice Shot Pods. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Where was the conversation like? Will, you got to get on this show. You just got to do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I tried. I tried. I mean, it, you got to realize he's been, ever since he, you know, had had some success, it comes along with all the requirements or all the people wanting him to do this and radio shows and, and XM radio and, and this show and that show. It, it's, it's, it's very tiring. Yeah, Moose, you and, blew and it. He's, You're supposed to get and, it done and, earlier. <laughs> you got too yeah, high. <laughs> and he's not even an elite player yet. Just imagine how much it it gets worse when you become a John Rahm or a Roy McIlroy or, or a Tiger Woods. Or, oh, those poor um, guys. Yeah, oh, no, the paychecks <laughs> yeah. that come with it. Oh, heaven forbid. Well, oh, no. Oh, no. The, there, there's always a price for something. Absolutely. So, uh, so what did you think of the course today? Sorry, I'm not trying to interrupt um, you here. That's okay. Um, they put in some bunkers um, to, to make some holes longer. They added a couple of uh, tees. Uh, there's not a lot of rough. 
this week, and they took a, a, lo- a lot of that long tether down some of the holes out. Um, the golf course is playing a little soft. If we can stay away from that rain tomorrow, I think it'll firm up um, as the week progresses. But if we get that rain, um, you'll have to control your golf ball into the green with spin. Um, and it'll actually help the longer players if it is wet because the ball won't get out of play as, 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 as easy. You know what I'm saying? You could be a lot more aggressive off the tee. Right. So, so I God, used to, if you uh, ever need tips, besides <laughs> Mr. Palmanac only worked out there for how many years? I worked out there for about four or five years. I'm not saying I played the course well by any means, but uh, no, I mean, that's my take from that course is it, it's pretty generous off the tee. I know they've added some bunkers and things, but it um, seems to me, maybe Don, if you would kind of give your two cents, but it seems to me like it would favor kind of the bomber, um, a little more aggressive player. I mean, it's pretty wide. For the most part, it's kind of a second shot golf course. It seems like um, going to be a lot of birdies. But agreed. Yeah, really, the only defense of the course, or the main defense, would be if the wind picks up at all, because there's really no no protection out there. But I don't think agreed. it's supposed to be windy at all. So, so Will, or no, Will, Don, I uh, <laughs> okay, I uh, was looking on Fantasy National and looking at so we can pull up like where like the guys that finished in the top ten last year gained their strokes and. One of the rare things I saw is that around the green was nothing. Like nobody was gaining strokes around the green there. And yep. I'm wondering, is it just because people aren't missing the greens? Or what, what do you think the reason for that is? Well, if you are an, sometimes if you're aggressive on this golf course, you put yourself where some of the greens go away, away from you. So if the pin's on the right and you miss it on the left, you have an easy chip. But if you miss it on the right with the pin on the right, you normally do not have an easy shot. So probably people aren't being um, a conservative line, but an aggressive being aggressive. So if the pin's on the left and you aim two yards right, but still hit an aggressive shot two yards right of the pin, you're probably going to hit it 10 feet. and You're probably going to birdie it a lot better than hitting it right at the flag and being aggressive. So I think that's why people are struggling around these greens is because when they do miss it, you normally have chips that you have to have a little bit of height to it and everything on the edges is going away from you. If you understand what I mean, the greens are raised a little Mm -hmm. bit around the edges. So now you're hitting up to those pins and you have to hit them off a tight lies up in the air, you know? Yeah. So that's probably why it's, that's why it's probably difficult or nobody's really, picking up strokes around the around the greens yeah that makes sense yeah it's just interesting i've never seen it like that normally like you know the leaders are gaining in all four categories and this one was just dead dead even which is just yeah. weird i had no idea why that why that was so like in terms of last year you were out there is it a, like last year it was fairly soft as well correct do you remember that well it was soft last year but the rough was longer you had that long heather uh, like on hole number three, all up the right side. So if you missed in the right, you had that tall grass like you have over at the British Open. And then there's a couple other holes that they had it that made it feel tighter, the golf course tighter. And then I don't feel like the rough is as deep this year. And so you put very little rough and greens a little soft. I think people are going to be a little bit more aggressive. Um, but again, if you are aggressive, but you miss it in the wrong spot, you're probably going to have a tough time getting it up and down. 
Yeah, and probably with as many birdies around too, you're probably masking some of those not getting up and downs as well. Yep. Yep. Interesting. Cool. So we're expecting it yeah. the numbers to even be lower than last year. I think they're gonna be right around the same. Could be a little lower, but I think you gotta shoot five or six under each day to to keep 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 right there. What was Wolf, it last year? Nineteen or twenty under? I think Wolf shot twenty or twenty one, right? Twenty one. I just looked it up. So Yeah. So five five a day, I think I think you'll you'll have a chance. Um and, and that's doable on this golf course, especially with the rough being not as long. Uh how fast are they running out there right now? Uh eleven probably. Okay. So just kind of you know, when you you got dampness in the green, um, it's hard to get them any faster than that because they need to dry out so they can kind of get that shine to it like they had last week at Memorial. Those were they were talking that purple look, <laughs> that purple look. Were those, were those purple or, or brown? Burning to the dead. Purple. <laughs> what, aren't they starting the regrass like yesterday or today? I saw like, pictures. While they were after the round was over, the guy was ripping. Yeah, they were ripping up the back nine. Back nine. Yeah, they were already doing it as they already were on like 11 or 12. That's awesome. The front nine. Ah, these won't be a playoff hole. Keep going. <laughs> if you remember, wouldn't you want to play it the next day, though, too? Yeah. yeah. After the tournament, like when it gets super bouncy. And, I don't know. After watching those guys, it's pretty fun. One. 80, I don't that's think. the best time to play. I saw that's uh, the best time to play. Um, the pins Can you imagine if, Bry- if Bryson made the cut and got to go play on a, on a golf course like that? He would have hit one 500. Well, I think he would have hit it 480 probably on hole number, let's see, 10, 11, 12, number 13. They were taking it over that left corner, and it catches a downslope, and that's always a fast fairway. Um, I think that's the one Phil tried to putt from 72 yards. I don't know what he was thinking. Love it. Yeah, that did not work out well. But his next shot was pretty good. His flop was great. Yeah. I, I just don't know what you're thinking. I mean, if, if – you know, he's played there many, many times. All you have to do is hit that just right of the pin there. Um, just on the front, it'll take a big hop left, and then it'll kind of feed right down there to it. I don't know what he was thinking putting it, but, hey, he's he's a magician when it comes to chipping and pitching. I think it had it was to be bizarre. Bizarre. for show. Like, yeah. It was show bizarre coming from the best wedge players in the world to, like, have no – like, basically be like, I can't get this close with a wedge. I need to putt it. It was just weird. Yeah, yeah. And I know the greens were firm, but that you could land that just over there, even short of the green, it would have bounced forward. He could have hit that with like a a middle a middle wedge, like a fifty five or a fifty six degree wedge, and just bounced it down there with a little bit of spin. You know? Do you think maybe but, because he was eight over at the time, it was more about just like I know this is going to be clickbait. I know that this is going to be all over Instagram. That's right. Yeah. You know, I mean this. Yeah. This is going to get the Phil Mickelson he brand loves the out attention. there tomorrow. He loves exactly. The yeah. And you've known him for 20, 20 plus years. Has he changed at all? Or has he kind of always been this uh, way? He just seems like a different guy these days. I think he changed. I think he changed when his wife had breast cancer. And I think his mom had breast cancer too. I think he changed after that. I mean, when you start seeing people around you affected by life or death, I think you realize um, and you take, take life a little different, you know? And mm-hmm. so I think he changed then. I don't know how many years ago, maybe six or seven years ago. I don't know, but um, maybe 10 years ago. I don't know when that was. And then, you know, he's, you know, he's moving out of California. He's tired of giving all his money to, to California taxes. Yeah. He's, he's moving, Florida, he's moving he? to Florida. Yep. Down in Jupiter. Follow the boys. Yep. Yep. Is Jordan, there's a lot of Jordan, Michael Jordan's club. I think it, yeah, I heard it's really nice. 
Yeah, a couple of our buddies played the Grove last year with Jordan. They said it, it's really like it was brand new. They're like, when this thing grows up and gets some more, you know, like four years down the road, it's going to be super cool. And they said the practice facility has to be one of the most amazing facilities they've ever seen. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I mean, I heard it's unbelievable. Uh, So I haven't got to play it, but I I do have a friend that's in charge of the caddy program, caddy program there. And I, so hopefully next time I'll, Next time I'm down that area, I'll get to play. Nice. Uh, let, let me ask you this. So this is the second year of set three. I'm now obviously every course is brand new to Will, right? Because this is his yep. first year, um, which A, obviously has to put him at kind of a disadvantage a lot of weeks. But seems like, you know, with only one year on tour, we've got a weaker field. It's a longer course over 7,400 yards. The rough's down. A lot of things playing in Will's favor this weekend. How are you feeling about your boy? Uh, feeling pretty good. And, and, and what you got to realize, even though it's, even though this is first time Will's played here, he's got a veteran caddy on the bag um, that's putting together a game plan and talking about the game plan that we need to do um, before we get ready to tee it up on Thursday. And and that's what I feel great teams do. Um it's put together a game plan, stick to our game plan, and go out and, and, and get the job done. And But with the rough down and maybe the golf course being a little softer, it definitely favors um, the guys that hit it longer, I think. And how far did you say, on average, how far is Will hitting it off the tee? Like if he uh, – like 335 in the air. In the air? Yeah. Wow. Well, today on number eight, like today on number 18, he hit uh three wood four iron and made Eagle on 18. Um, it says yards. it's 596 yards, but I think it's more like five, probably 40 or so five fifty or something because it's measured around and not around that know, lake. Around around lake yeah. yeah. So it's more kinda, like five forty. Yeah. I think they changed that 18th hole before the, before last year, it used to be, you could just hit it anywhere. And you just basically, they had to go over the water. Now they brought that water in where it's in play out off the right, isn't it? Like if you block it off exactly. the tee. Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly. They did that uh, before we got there. I think the change was last year was the first year that that hole yeah. had been changed. Yep. Speaking of, uh, so. I saw that there's uh, the DraftKings Sportsbook is offering plus 1,600 odds on the winner Eagles 18. That's some like to walk off with an eagle or well, I'm just guessing- at some point during the week? I'm guessing that it's I don't know it's a tweet so I'm not seeing the actual I'm I'm guessing so that that's means round gonna, four. Eagles that wins the tournament. You mean coming yeah. down the line? Yeah, it doesn't necessarily need to eagle it for the win, but like whoever wins the tournament, if he eagles that on the fourth hole or on the fourth round, the 18th hole, fourth mm-hmm. round. Oh, sixteen hundred happened last year, but Morikawa or not. Was it Morikawa that won last year? Wolf. Wolf, 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 yeah. yeah. But Bryson Eagle. I think Bryson Eagle did too. Yep. To make it close. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I will tell you where they they put that pin. um, It's pretty tough. I mean, you can eagle it, but you got to hit an unbelievable shot. It's over on that front left. There's not a lot of room. It's right on a little tiny knob there. Um, But it's possible. I mean, you know, my man, if he hit driver there, would probably hit six iron there. It's a little easier to stop a six iron where that pin is. Yeah. You know, maybe even a seven iron he might hit because he hits a seven iron about 210. So. Jordan, <laughs> <laughs> those sounds like the numbers that uh, the kid you played with in the AM was bumping Trey. Yeah. Yeah. He was hitting nine iron from 200. 
stupid. Yeah. Matthew Wolf hits it, hits it probably a club longer than us. He hits it forever with his irons. Bananas. Hey, quite a really yeah. random question here. As a fan, I've always kind of liked golf courses ending on par fives. Do players give a damn? Or? They love it. Yeah. They love I mean, it. There's high drama, they, right? Well, anything can happen on the last hole when you have a par five. I, I mean, how many golf courses do you ever see that end with a par three that are championship golf courses? Not uh, I, I, Greenbrier, not, right? Not many. That's the only one I can think of, and I don't think that's eighteen at Greenbrier. Yeah, yeah, Greenbrier's gone. Right, yeah, Greenbrier's gone. They switched the uh, didn't they switch the nines around? But the tour championship yeah, used to end with a par three. I think except and a yeah, really par, really yeah, hard. Now it's a par five because they yeah. switched the switched the nines around. Yeah. You just you just don't see it very often. You know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. just not not much. You know, not many people are going to make mistakes on a par three. If you got a one shot lead, you sit in the middle of the green and two putt. But if you have a par five, somebody can catch somebody. You know, or make it an eagle, and that person make bogey trying to go for the green. Especially like this week, if you don't get it there, you're in the water. You know, or, or a random penalty could happen too. Yeah, oh. exactly. You guys have any takes on that from this week? I thought it was funny that that was still listed at PGA.com's number one shot of the week for best shot. It was. Yeah. It was sick what? up and or sick hole out for mom. For par. For bogey. <laughs> bogey. 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 Two yeah, shot penalty. Right. <laughs> well, I could tell you right now that that was really wrong. It is. I agree. Because we all play golf and we're all pretty damn good golfers. And you could put the club down behind a ball. And let me tell you something, you wouldn't even see that with the naked eye. It wouldn't even be possible. When I thought that was the part of the new ruling is that if you could only see it in like super slow-mo HD camera, it didn't count. Well, so you could see it if it was in real time, but the problem was that they still had it zoomed like 16X. So like you could like see that, oh, you know what I mean? It looks like it moves a ton when you're zoomed up on the thing and all you see is the ball, but if you're standing up there and you have other blades of grass moving with it, I mean, he clearly wasn't yeah. like trying to improve his was, lie because it he, didn't improve the lie at all. And again, like no. I mean, if the same thing would have happened to the guy who's in 16th place or 36th place, no one, nobody would care. Nobody, nobody'd see it. So that, I, yeah. I think that HD rule really needs to get solidified. Well, that was supposed exactly. to be, yeah. yeah. Well, listen to this. So today, my player, my player didn't see what happened with John Rom. So he asked me. And so, as you know, they have bluegrass out at uh, at TPC um, Twin Cities. And so I put a ball down in the bluegrass, and I just showed him how the ball, how how he did it. And I watched the ball, and it clearly, you could see it happen very easily when you're in that bluegrass because it kind of sits up. Yeah, And then when you keep putting the club behind there and it's pushing the grass down, the ball can kind of move away from its you know original position easily with that bluegrass. Now, For me, don't do that. Right. No, right, because it kind of sits down a little bit or it kind of sits on a tee almost, right? Exactly. Well, Bermuda kind of sits straight down. Uh, the yeah. bluegrass, it can kind of, the, the grass is so long, it can kind of sit more like oscillating higher. And it could be, you could just put the club down there and the ball could just move from its position. It could right. easily happen, you know? Um, I will say this. When I was watching it now, again, now, if this happened to Patrick Reed, this is a whole different story, <laughs> right? Yeah, they don't like that guy. Yeah. No. Or, or if, you know, Rom was only up two at the point, you know? I mean, he, he's, he's oh, a five-shot win into a three-shot win, right? 
But if yeah. that basically costs him the tournament, that's a totally different conversation we're having. Yeah. But I, I, I will tell say, you this. He, he, he would have fought about, he would have fought, fought that because right. this ruling's been changed that HD cameras cannot dictate uh, a penalty because that's unfair. Mm-hmm. Um, you know? So I, I will say this. When I saw it live in the moment, I thought I saw that ball move. I was like, oh, did that ball move? Now, again, I'm still seeing that HD thing. And then afterwards watching it, it looks like after the ball moved, he didn't put his club in the ground as firmly either. So I, and there's, I'm not saying that he noticed it and wasn't calling it or anything like that, but yeah, whatever. It'd have been hard to see because I don't think he was really looking down at the ball. I think he was looking kind of where he wanted to hit it and just kind of, just kind of putting the club down. Um, it's that's, probably happened to many, many people. Well, that's the other thing that, too. That's the other thing, too. They never showed, like, where he was looking when his club was down either. They just kept showing the ball over and over again. They didn't, like, back up and, oh, was he, you know, not that it matters, again, because it didn't affect anything. It's just You know why that is? Yeah. No. That's because they want something to happen, so they have something to talk about. Yeah. That's media. That's the media. It's kind of like Bryson DeChambeau in the hole before. Kept hitting the fucking ball, the, the ball out of bounds, out of bounds. I mean... What are you doing? Just mm-hmm. hit the ball down there in the fairway and make birdie. He's going to make the cut. You he's going to you know, on six, 15 straight out of bounds. Twice. Yeah. Almost the third time. And then he said he wanted to go yeah. on the other side and played yeah. from the other side of the fence. Out of bounds. That well, was pretty – that was great when the guy was like, it's out of bounds. He's like, I don't know the ruling you're wrong. Like, it's <laughs> out of bounds. It's not like – Yeah, we go from the front of the fence. We draw a line. They, they, they all have line – they all have rope in their, their cart for those cases where they go from one out-of-bounds stake to the other one to see if the ball's in, you know? <sighs> He's they an interesting Crazy cat. game, crazy game. Well, he is interesting, but I, let me tell you, he works harder than any other person. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, look what he did in just, what, two, three months of COVID. He literally yeah, this guy, changed this his guy trans- physique. Yeah, transformed himself into a beast. And, so, and he's also, you know, one of the best putters out there, too. Yeah. Yeah. And if you asked him, he probably would say he's not that good of a putter because he feels like he should make more putts. Everyone thinks they should make more putts. Yeah. So, he Don, who with is a sick putter? Come again? He putts with a sick putter. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got the arm bar thing, too, where it's like arm lock, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Those SIK putters are, uh, I always liked them. Super heavy. Yeah. Um, who is Will playing with? Like, who is he partnered with on Wednesday? Do you know yet? Is he well, with there Wolf? is no partner. So, so listen to this. It was, we thought it was going to be Matthew Wolf and Will Gordon versus Paul Casey and uh, and uh, Tommy Fleetwood and have kind of a, like a Ryder Cup type of you know thing. But now to find out, um, they're playing a four man scramble. Each birdie's worth fifty thousand. Oh, oh, for charity. Each eagle's worth a hundred grand, and they got a chance to raise over nine hundred thousand dollars. Oh, sweet. Holy smokes. So, what, do you, what do you think? What, what are you putting the over-under on? If you if you were a betting man, what would you put the over-under on for that foursome scramble at TPC Twin Cities? You got to go 11-under, right? Well, well nine, nine, nine holes, I would think they oh. would shoot 10-under, 10 10-under, 10 so you, would, you could take the over. I think that would probably be – you'd have some people take the under, you'd have some people take the over. And yeah. then 11-under, you know, would be probably – a a wash, you know, a tie. Yeah, interesting. So, 
Yeah, so it's it. I think they're just trying to raise a lot of money. They're also going to do um, ask them like trivia questions and stuff. And if they get them right between the four of them, they raise fifty thousand dollars. I think for each trivia question. I don't know the exact on it, but I know that it should be a lot of fun to watch on TV. Watching guys smash it down there, especially with Matthew and and um, Will Gordon, they're going to be hitting it three forty, three fifty, three sixty, maybe yeah, even say- longer. Who's the anchor in that squad? Is Wolf gonna gonna tee off last, or you think it's your guy? Uh, I would Fleetwood and Casey can't keep up with those. Casey's pretty long. He's he's got some Popeye arms. He's pretty long with his irons too. He smashes his irons. I don't think he can keep up with his driver. He'll probably be twenty behind us, but uh, he still probably hits at three ten. So sick. Three ten, he's still twenty behind. (laughs) Like. Do you have any idea how far 20 yards is on a tee shot? Like, oh. Or Tommy Flynn was the guy like, why do I even, won't even bother hitting his driver off the Yeah. <laughs> I just hope my, I just hope my man putts first. Yeah. 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 So let's talk about, let's talk about his, his putter. How, you know, we asked some questions. Uh, I said, hey, we got, we got Don coming on. Anybody got some questions? And one of the questions was, how's Will doing with his putter? He hasn't been a bad putter per se. Just hasn't been spectacular, right? No, he's a great putter. Is he? He, uh, he was plus six in strokes gain after two rounds at Hartford, and he was almost plus five after four rounds. And he had one off day putting, which was Saturday, and he was still almost plus five in strokes gain. Oh yeah. Uh, nice. In Detroit, he didn't putt very well, and he was only minus two. Um, but he's a very, very good putter. I mean, there's really no weaknesses in his game. His chipping could get a little stronger, um, but he's still an unbelievable chipper. I mean, I would give him an above-average chipper. Um, um, and when you hit the ball as good as him, you don't really chip very much. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at this. I, that's what I'm thinking it is. It's just somebody has some recency bias. It looks like he must have missed, like, a short one somewhere at the Rocket because he lost half a stroke – on our mm. on the, no on just on zero to five feet. Yeah, I think he so I that think one he's putt that guy's rattled by. <laughs> well, that but you know what? He probably saw that one on TV and he's like, "Oh, Will can't putt." This guy can't mean? putt. Yeah. And, and by the way, by the way, Don, we there we get hammered for way dumber stuff too. <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. So the but, Europeans hate us. But I will – you know what? This is interesting. This is interesting, though, is that in the seven events we've got Will on in Fantasy National, he's never gained strokes in that 10- to 15-foot ring for a tournament, for a tournament. And that's just 10 to 15. It actually hits it too close? Probably. Or he's aggressive. Is he feet. Yeah. Is he an aggressive? he really hits it. I think he either hits it 20, 20 feet away or he hits it, like, inside six, seven, eight feet. That's probably why. Yeah, he doesn't See, have a lot of fifteen footers. Yeah, no, that's 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 what I, I love is kind of getting some like context behind the numbers because you don't know like what I don't know here by looking at this at this point is is he a, is he a, an aggressive putter or is he a dyer? Does he like to die it in or is he hammering um, at home? We're just kind of he he hits the putts with the right speed. I think they're not always just dying in; they're going in, and if they're not going in, they're going a couple feet by. He's always working on his speed. Um, I don't think he's one of those guys that like, okay, I'm going to play this left center and the hammer and right in the back of the hole. He played inside the left, left edge to use more of the hole. 
he's a smart player. I mean, you don't go to Vanderbilt if you're dumb. So you're saying he's going to rock the trivia, right? (laughs) Well, I don't know if he'll rock the trivia, but if it's something to do with music, he'll rock it. Sports, I think he'll do really well with. I mean, he's a pretty smart guy. Um, He's smarter than most golfers. I hope they ask the trivia question, what year did your caddy play on big break? Well, that would be pretty cool. I think he he might not know it. (laughs) Well, he was was three years old. Well, he, oh. that was 14 years ago. He was 10. Or yeah, he's probably nine. all over Big Break. He was probably like uh, Rhino here, just salivating watching that stuff. So uh, he never. He, the replays never have been fantastic. It. The replays are yeah. great. No, the replays well, they, of most of them make me realize how that show towards the end went so downhill. I was like, this is terrible. They really didn't show all of them. They didn't show Big Break Four. That was at Carnoustie. That's the one that. That two gloves. You, didn't you show the, up at uh, that one? Yep. Surprise. They sent yes. you to Europe. Yeah. Yep. And then they didn't show Big Break Seven, which was the, the reunion one, the one I was on too, and two gloves won that. What so, do you? How how was Tommy on that show? He's was a he great kind guy. of a bro, or was he in his own world? Or, he's in the know? field this week. Yeah. 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 He he liked that uh, that Brie Vega. He was in love with that Brie Vega. <laughs> and you uh you you caddy for him once in a while, don't you? Well, I wouldn't say he was in love with her. He liked her. Okay, yeah. <laughs> loves a, loves a strong word. But you've he but you did you caddied for you caddied for Tommy Two Gloves this summer, didn't you? Or last or last last winter? Yeah. So I caddied for him in 2010. We almost won Disney. We finished second place. Davis Love the third beat us to get his 20th victory. I caddied for him about a year there, and then I did Q school for him uh, this year down at Orange County National uh, when he had all those problems. Um, yeah, we're, oh, we're yeah. aware. We're aware. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> but he won not long <laughs> after that. The next next week, week, right? Yeah. yeah. He, he, won a, he won about two or three weeks later after that, which was really big for him because he really needed that. He was really down and out and, you know, really messed up and didn't make good choices. And, you know, he needed something good to happen for him. You so know what I think really that proves? Guy. Maybe he's just a guy who needs to make bad choices to win. Maybe that's well, I don't maybe think. that's his deal. I think it's like the tractor golf philosophy. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Five so, can I was getting ready, was getting ready to say that. <laughs> um, the you know what's funny is I was talking about the questions that we got in, and some of the questions, like all of them, almost all of them were about big break. They're like, so I had one, and I think you'll appreciate this. As one guy goes. <laughs> A, who's Will Gordon, and B, isn't that the guy from Big Break? So at this point in time, you're more famous than your player. So what do you think of that action? I don't think so. <laughs> well, <laughs> according to Twitter, which is the, the be-all, end-all of facts, if we are being honest, right? According to Twitter, you're way more famous. Well, let me just, let me just give you this list, okay? Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson. Ryan Moore, Scott Verplank, Jordan Spieth, Patrick Reed, Brooks Kepka, Charles Howe III, John Rahm, Colin Morikawa, Matthew Wolf, and Will Gordon. That's only 12 guys ever in the last 25 years has gotten their card through seven starts, sponsor starts on the PGA Tour. Pretty badass. That's pretty impressive that's, company. That's pretty good, yeah. Good company. So just in that thing right there, big break don't mean shit. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I said at this point in time. I said at this point in time, Don. Come on. Take that, Vince Cellini. As soon as Wednesday hits, you're uh, object to the man. Well, I'm looking forward to Wednesday because this is a this is a this is a brand changing event for Will Gordon. Oh, for sure. Um, to be with you know Matthew Wolf, who's a past champion, to be with um, Tommy Fleetwood, who's an unbelievable person, unbelievable player. Paul Casey um, has played in so many numerous Ryder Cups. Um, everybody you know knows who Paul Casey is, uh, and you know just being in that light is huge for your confidence too. That you belong when you hit shots, beautiful shots under the pressure of the gun watching people that have been doing this for a long time that are great at it, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's got to be a cool moment to be like, I'm here and like, I belong here. Like, and, and that's how people win. That's how Chris DeMarco, when I worked for Chris DeMarco, he didn't have a lot of confidence in himself. And once he got like acceptance from other players that he was a great player, he started winning on the PGA Tour. And he started playing the President's Cup, Ryder Cup started contending, almost won the Masters if it wasn't for a guy named Tiger Woods, uh, almost won the British Open if it wasn't for a guy named Tiger Woods. You're talking about a guy that you would never thought was capable of that, but he won you know, $23 million playing golf because he started believing in himself, because he got acceptance that he was a great player from other his peers, you know? Hey, Don, mm-hmm. is it kind of funky to, like, loop for a guy like Chris DeMarco and then to now be on the bag for a guy like Will Gordon? It sounds like their games are very, very different. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about Chris DeMarco that came out to the range to warm up 20 minutes before his tee time, and I'm having a heart attack on the out there on the on the punting green waiting for him to come out, hoping that we don't miss our tee time. Hmm. And then you got a guy that's prepared physically, mentally um, to go to war. Uh, it's it's a totally different animal. Do you think part you know, of that like, though is just the times where players, you know, even today versus when Demarco is playing, is just so much different? Yeah, I think these players today are are in better shape. I think they're in better shape mentally. I think the equipment the equipment uh, makes them overpower golf courses. I think that. Um, all those things. I mean, I think these these guys are so more advanced um, and know that you're playing for so much money that you have to go the extra mile to be great. That's what Tiger did to this game, really, to be honest with you. I mean, he came in here. He was one of those guys that worked out and was in perfect shape and um, didn't talk to anybody prepared like he was going to war. And he won more tournaments than anybody. His statistics of how many wins he had in his first hundred starts is still just like mind boggling. Well, his cuts, his cuts, cuts, um, consistent, uh, consecutive cuts is it'll never be beat. That's just, that's just crazy. I mean, Kyle Morikawa, I think had 21 or 22 before he missed his first cut. He's the closest guy to ever get to him. Uh, the craziest tweet I saw today, I want to say it was Jason Sobel. So John Rahm just took the number one spot in the world in OWGR. And he said that if John Rahm held it from now until, let's say, August 2033, he still wouldn't have as many weeks at number one as Tiger Woods. It's crazy. Yeah. From now till 2033, not 2023. 12 plus years. 13 years. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. 
Well, and, and the other thing about it is not the not to disrespect any of the players back in the day, but you had way less players that could win any given week, and now you have so many players that can win any week, any week because the talent is so so closely knit. It, 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 it's unbelievable. The young people that are coming up are, it's a joke. Thank you for saying that, anything. Thank you for saying that. I hope anything. we have that sound bite. There are they numerous people anything. I'd like to play that for. Wait, they don't, what was they're that? Not scared. They don't fear anything, these young kids. They don't fear anything. They're not scared. They're not intimidated. They just run you over. Paul, was it last week that there was a Monday qualifier for the Corn Ferry Tour and – there was three guys that shot 64 and didn't get in, or there was a playoff at 63. Did you see that? It was the guy. That seems like every week out there. No, but it was, it was back to back. The guy shot 64, two in a row. Oh, that's what it was. 64, 64 and didn't get in, didn't get in. So eight under. And then I think it was seven under. I mean, so I think I saw it today. It was 60. One guy shot 63. It might've been 63 and a 64 today for the two spots. So you're saying I'm close to qualifying. Uh, no, no, no. This is if 18 you have holes. To play this is 18 holes. holes. You're right there. This is 18 holes tractor. That that Davis Riley that won last week, he won. That's his second win in a row. Our second win already needs one more win to, to move up to the PGA Tour. That kid's a stud, man. Yeah, no wonder Will just is like, yeah, I'll skip that, and I'll just go straight to the tour and take my chances. <laughs> a, lo- a lot better, to be honest with you. It, it's, it's very competitive down there. I mean, uh, I mean, if you're not shooting six or seven under to make the cut and 20, 20 under plus, you get lapped out there. Yeah. Uh, how much, how much I mean, easier is the setup out there versus the tour? Um, definitely a lot, a lot, a lot easier on, uh, on the PG, uh, on the corn Ferry tour than the tour. I don't think they, the rough is thick enough. I don't think the golf courses are as demanding. I think that tour is mainly meant for making a lot of birdies. Um, you know, and 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 I and I think they make it tougher on the PJ Tour. I think the green speeds faster. I think the the pins are more free from the edge on the tour than the Corn Ferry. Um, I just think the overall shot making uh, there 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 isn't much on the Corn Ferry. It's just be aggressive, and if you miss miss the green, get it up and down, and you just try to make as many birdies as you can. Yeah, well, that's that's what I find, especially like come come the fall swing season and playing DraftKings. I always load up on those guys because DraftKings, it's always about making birdies, and those that's what those guys are all just groomed to be doing. You know, on a score. Yeah, it's a great tour to come to the next level because it does it does give you that aggressive nature that you need to have to be successful. But when we start playing golf courses like they played last week at Memorial, and you're playing in there. You can't do that. You have to. You have to have some sort of course management, and I think that's where they lose a little bit when they come up to the next level. Like to keep your card on the PJ Tour, your first year is really hard, really hard, and that's why guys that can be successful right off the bat, they're going to be successful for a very long time. You don't see them like have a card for one year and lose it the next year. You know what I mean? If they keep it the first year. Um. So. A little bit of an inside baseball question, and hopefully it's nothing that any, I'm guessing it's not even going to be an issue. But you know, last time we talked, uh, you were telling us how Will was exempt for Corn Ferry next year, but that whole season got screwed up. So, like, how how would uh, he's probably not even going to need it because he's going to win this week, right? And then he's going to be good for two years on the tour. But how 
How does his corn fairy status work now that he earned? All right. All right. So listen to this. All right. I'm going to give you a scenario. So right now he has temporary um, special membership, like status, special membership, which gets him unlimited sponsor exemption spots through Greensboro. Okay. So he has a spot this week. He has a spot next week and he got in Greensboro. So he's playing the last three full events and he needs a win to get in the playoffs because he's a non-member. Non-members cannot play in, even though we're like 80th in the FedEx Cup. What? He can't play. He can't play in it because he's a non-member. Okay. So if we get a win, then we're in because now we're a member. So with that saying, he already has almost 300 FedEx Cup points. They have told him that he is going to be exempt for all of next year unless something crazy happens because he would have to lose 45 spots on the FedEx Cup. And they don't think it's possible that it's going to go from like 217 all the way to 296. So right now, like number 125 is at 217. And we have 296 or 298 points. So we'd have to lose over 80, 82 points in the next three weeks for us to get bumped out of 125, which would give him full status for all of next year. Oh, so he can't get in. So if he's, he's, if he's top 125, he still gets status, but he just can't play the playoffs. Yep, exactly. So he'll start in September uh, for the fall of 2021 season. Uh, and he'll go right behind the 125 guy, so he'll play in every event next year. Nice. That's why I was giving you those 12 guys that that the list of guys yeah. that have gotten their card in seven in seven spots for exemption spots. Very very select few do that. Do Do you know like what <laughs> Do you know like what qualification criteria he's closest to to qualifying for the Masters, if any? Well, I think you have to be in the top 50 in the world. Okay. And so I think if he got a win one of these next three weeks, that would probably probably put him in somewhere the 80, 80 mark, maybe high eighties. And then if he could finish out the year, maybe possibly he could be in a position. But you know, the Masters, we'd have to win one of these and then do well in the playoffs to to have an opportunity to be in the Masters that's coming up. Um, but it's very possible. I mean, Billy Horschel won one of the events in the playoffs and then he won, um, won the uh, FedEx cup. So, I mean, who's to say that couldn't happen. Right. Right. And I'm sure that that's nowhere on his radar right now in terms of goals. Is it, or is it? No, his, his goal is to win to get in the playoffs. That's, that's more of his goals. It's, it's not the masters. I mean, yeah, he would love to play the masters, but his goal is to win one of these next three, hopefully, and uh, to get in the playoffs because he would love to play East Lake. <laughs> the guy's not yeah. short on confidence. I mean, that's awesome goals. Just say, yeah, hopefully I can win the next three weeks. Well, he's 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 confident, but he's not arrogant. Right, absolutely. No, 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 and I didn't mean that, to. That, yeah, but I'm just saying you've got these guys out here that are really cocky and arrogant, which he's got that little swag to him, but he doesn't come off to be a jerk which is a nice, a nice thing. He's a good guy. He's a guy you want to root for when you're sitting at home on your couch and you got a guy that, you, you know, you would love to see well. He's that guy. Hey, Don, Don when, when Will was coming down the stretch uh, at Hartford, did, did he know, was he just trying to, like, hit good golf shots or did he kind of know in the back of his mind that a top three would really change things? Well, you know, the crazy thing about it is, is that, try to keep him so focused on what he needs to do 
Um, I'm telling him, hey, you need to keep it a little left of the hole and a little short. We want to hit it this distance. And he was just hitting the shot. He knew that if he finished top five, that he had a chance to get um, temporary status. And that was in his mind. And then also when we were playing with John Rahm, after he hit his shot on 16, John and them were talking. And John asked him when he was playing next. And he goes, well, I really don't know when I'm playing next. And John goes, well, why don't you just take care of these next three holes and that'll take care of everything for itself, which was really nice of John to say that. Yeah, that's a pretty cool comment. Mm-hmm, for sure. And uh, then he proceeded to pour that in on 16 and then hit a poor 50-degree wedge and three-putt at 17. And that's really the first three-putt he's had in a long time. And uh, he was That must be the one that the on Twitter me. guy saw. He did. He missed about a three-footer, three-and-a-half-footer. He pushed a little. And uh, that's probably the putt that he missed. That was the only putt he missed, really, that distance I've ever seen him miss. And uh, then we were walking 18. He was so upset. And I said, hey, bud, don't be upset. I said, just rip this down the middle. We'll hit it next hole. We'll make birdie. And he hit it like 350 down the middle and hit a 63 wedge from 90-something yards to about two feet and tapped it in. Yeah, so, so Don, funny story. So club championship at Hazeltine is going on. Paul and I are riding around and we're both kind of looking at the, at PGA tour yeah. app and we're going like, you know, Hey, what's going on? It's like, yeah, oh, the key was we were riding around, not playing. Right? Oh yeah. Yeah. We weren't in, <laughs> we were just watching the final match. We were just watching the final match, but we had the PGA tour app and we're watching Will Gordon. We're like, Oh no, he bogeyed 17. And then like all of a sudden we're sitting on our 16th green and, watching this all of a sudden Paul starts nudging me and he's like he just stuffed it to like 12 inches and so yeah. so we were falling around and rooting for it so that was pretty fun I, I, I can imagine how it. fun it was for you as well but I uh I love it I you know what I get such in the zone out there that I'm so focused keeping him focused on what he's doing I'm not letting him even breathe I'm keeping him I'm staying calm I'm saying everything you know very slow um exactly what he needs to do um and just keeping him engaged in every single shot it's uh it's it's like a drug um you know when you go out and you shoot 65 or 6 um it's that feeling all the time you know you got a little tv time on saturday when when will was with mickelson i think it was maybe the second hole or i don't know if will was out of position or what but it almost looked like you kind of told them that you want to play it a little long left here, or a little long right here and use the green. And it sloped back down to about five, 10 feet, something like that. You look like a genius. on TV. <laughs> well, I mean, you know what makes a great caddy? What? Let me hear your answers. You know what makes a great caddy? A good player. Damn. We got one smart one in the bunch. <laughs> 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 I was I was trying you're about right with that. I was trying to be a smart ass. <laughs> but you're right. <laughs> the four of us That's total to one truth. smart That's person. The yeah. truth. I okay. Can, I can give him all the information in the world, but if he can't hit the shots, it doesn't matter how good of a caddy I am or how good of a player he is. Well, Don, I can't you know, so I can't thank you enough for coming on and uh Talking with us, especially in such short notice. I'm glad that you're in Minnesota. I wish we didn't have this stupid uh, pandemic thing going on so we could uh, get out and hit some golf balls. Um, Do you want to shout out to any uh, Will sponsors or to 3M for getting them in or anything like that? Well, 
I can tell you this. I, I want to tell the guys and everybody at 3M, they're doing an unbelievable job. I want to tell the tour, the commissioner, and Andy Pasner um, that I'm glad that they got us started back um, because I wouldn't be, I mean, I was struggling uh, three, four months off, no work, no money coming in. And, you know, Will playing well sure helped me out tremendously. So I want to thank the tour for all the hundreds of thousands and maybe millions that they're spending and doing testing and keeping us safe um, to get the game of golf back on TV and at least try to get all these other sports back in the, you know, going, you know. And Callaway has done an unbelievable job too. I mean, with this kid, the, the clubs are unbelievable. Um, he loves them, you know. So, and, you know, we got a great team around us. He's got a great, great coach, swing coach. He's got a great uh, personal trainer. He's got a great mind coach that keeps him calm and, 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 and teaches him how to deal with, you know, these different situations he's in. He's, his agency, um, the Wasserman Group, they're unbelievable. I mean, we really got a great team around us. Um, and I think every great player on tour has an unbelievable team around them. So, well, good. But I pre- appreciate you letting me, uh, letting me be on and, and, uh, and the viewers having these questions because, uh, you know, I can always help others understand, you know, what's going on out there or what's happening or why that shot happened or whatever. If other people want to have questions and, would like those answers. Maybe I can do them on Twitter one day or something like that. Or for sure, uh, throw all your Twitter that kind in. People can hook hit you up. It's D two well, underscore. Really don't know my. Tw- it's D two underscore yeah. fifty nine, I believe. Or is it just D two fifty nine? D two underscore fifty nine. Yeah. Yeah. So, D two. D well, two. Well, and the reason everybody loves you, Don, is because you don't. You're not afraid to just say it like it is, and we love having you come on for that. So again, thank you so much. We wish you the best of luck this week. Yeah, get it Thank done. You boys, appreciate it. Yep. Thanks, Don. Thanks, Don. I'll give you a little high five uh, in the air, in the air on 18 if we're coming down to win the golf tournament. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just put up some moose horns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, put the horns up above my uh, head. Yeah. <laughs> that, that would work. We, we'd know what that is then. Okay. Well, thanks so much again, hey, you Don. You guys have a good night. Yep. Right, you too. too. Cheers. Um, should we just fuck Hi everything guys. else? Hey guys, should we just like? There's really no need to do any of our games, do we? Like, we can do it for ourselves, and yeah, let's do it. We, we can just rip through, through it. It'll take ten minutes. It won't take long. Okay. okay, okay, guys. All right, everybody. Let's uh, quick recap our one and done picks from last week. Um, nothing to write home about. All four of us made the cut, but um, yeah, you made the cut with your yeah. How many cuts in a row is this, Paul? Yeah. Uh, let's see. I think nine. Nice. Wow. And Not a heater. I surpassed the $1 Colin, million. Dollar. Easy. <laughs> I surpassed the $1 million mark. Well, and Victor Hovland only shot seven over the last day, so that was yeah, cool. Every, Everybody did, though. Yeah. Everybody like, Tiger did. shot four over, and I think he, like, stayed about where he started the day. So, But anyway, Moose, our leader, had the best finish again <laughs> with uh, his third pick. <laughs> <laughs> After he picked, who'd you pick? Cantley, then Shoffley, then Woodland. Is that how it works? No, out? no. I, I picked Shoffley, meaning Cantley. Oh. 
Okay. Well, Shoffley was. They were all kind of the same, though. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like so, it basically. I think uh, Shoffley was best because he was one of like four scores that were under par on Sunday. Yeah, T thirteen, I think. Yeah, I forgot even about the Cant or the Shoffley thing, but the Cantley finished one stroke behind Woodland, so it was kind of like a, a no big deal. So, sort of anyway, Moose had a T twenty two from Gary Woodland. Um, I had the second best finish, Tiger T forty. Um, see, Tractor T forty eight from Victor Hovland and. Rhino T62 Brooks Kepka Brooks' knees hurt Tiger's backs hurt again yeah maybe we should stay away from the injured guys but oh. um anyway no movement to the standings Moose 4.5 leads the way quite handily uh, Tractor in second 1.785 Rhino in third 1.544 and I am at 1.02 so I pick first again I'll make this quick um Looked good last week. Kind of, I think the conditions got to him, but um, I think this course sets up well for him this week. Bunch of birdies. It's a long way, so I'm going to go with Tony Fino. Bitch. It's weird. There's like five or six really, really good players, and it's like, yeah, it seems it's like a there's a huge drop-off. So. And Will Gordon's in those five or six. He's up there. Yeah, I mean, I think he's top ten this week for sure, in my opinion. But. And Rob Bolton in the top He has him for no respect from – Rob, let him know about it, Tractor. <laughs> he wasn't in the top 15? He's, he's top 14. 14. He's 14th. I said top okay. 10. So yeah. Oh, got it, got it, got it, got it. But, well, you're not Rob Bolton. Bolton. Yeah. This is Why true. don't you call Bolton's and talk boys. All right, Rhino. 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 I'm going to go. No, it's me. I'm going to go strictly because I follow him on Instagram. And uh, it, it looks like he's doing a lot of fishing and just enjoying Minnesota oh, life. He's becoming oh. fully immersed in Minnesota culture, and I, you know, you got to hit a long way. He's got a flair for the dramatic. I'm going to go Bubba. He's slinging it over houses. Yeah, exactly. So I saw that video today, and isn't net fishing illegal in Minnesota? I think that's spear fishing. No, uh, it really depends. I don't think you can. I don't think the natives can on Malax. That's that's let's not, get, let's not get into a political DNR debate right here because I'm going to lose it. No, but yeah, okay, okay. It was like enough, make, we, your, we, make your pick then, Trevor. Get us back out. Get us keep, keep Bob out of trouble. Let me see what he's doing here. No, he's netting a fish for his kid but yeah. without a without a pole. No, his kid's holding the pole, and he just hooked. Just, that's no big deal. No, that's fine. Oh, I thought he like literally just had the net and was scooping it. I didn't think the, no. the kid had the pole. Okay. Yeah, the, 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 pole. the thing is basically bait. Okay. Yeah. They're kind of holding there and he scoops it. Dude. Okay. Yeah, that's no big deal. You throw it back. I mean, that sunfish is mm, two and a half inches. I think the fish would appreciate just getting netted, not hooked. Well, yeah. And, and he's an Instagram celeb <laughs> now. So I'm not worried. Yeah. That's not weird. So I mean, do you think the I'm fish? Sure, I'm sure okay. someone's someone, like, "What, Bubba?" I'm sure someone's going to call the DNR. Are, like, you pick, are you are you picking Harris English? I was. He was dude. number one. I know. <laughs> I, I totally was. But no, I'm taking Will Gordon. Hell yeah! Oh, I love it. But yeah, no, I was going to take Harris English. But I was like, "Oh no, look at me shit!" Because I just picked number one power rankers. I hope fucking. I, I took him in my 43k lineup. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, rhinoceros. Yeah, no, I already went, Moose. It's your turn. Oh shit! Um, Take Harris English. No, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Uh, DJ, Mister DFL wow. from yeah. worst, first guy to worst. Hasn't broken like a number three guy in the world with a from first to worst. Purse. Well, like he, yeah, I mean, well, he won three weeks ago, by the way, right? Mm-hmm. 
So he can't be that far off. You got the least dumb, you know, the least tough field he's going to see. Long course that there's really not a whole lot of trouble on. He's probably gotten all the 79s and 80s out of his system for the next decade. And you know what? I've got a freaking three and a half million dollar lead. So screw you guys. Good call. Yeah. So, yeah. So uh, top to bottom, Moose, Dustin Johnson, Tractor, Will Gordon, Rhino, Bubba Watson, Palmanac, Tony Fino, which brings us to our other game. A lot of girth in that. Yeah. Uh, finally had a close match this week in Nassau. It's been pretty lopsided post-COVID. This is the first but, time uh, we've had equal number of players. Yeah, but we still on didn't. We still were one-on-one over the weekend. With I mean, we had Bryson DeChambeau and Roy McIlroy against DJ and Justin Thomas, and somehow two of those four managed to miss the cut. Still, I 100% thought um, JT was going to miss the cut after day one. Well, he was like three or four over, wasn't he? At one yep. point. But anyway, Rhino and I'm really going to count that guy out of anything. Yeah. But again, it's a uh, one and done. Yeah. What's that? Said I missed the cut when I took him in one and done. Oh, that's yeah. right. He's a dick. But Sorry. again, just a quick uh, overview of the game. Um, we rotate partners every week. It's just a uh, best ball. We do a NASA each day. So front back total for four rounds, 12 points total. <laughs> Have nine just count as zero points. So um, last week, Rhino and I eked out a five to four win over Moose and Tractor. So overall standings, we've got Tracker in first with 87 points, Rhino in second with 78, Ooh, Paul in third with 73, Moose in last with 64. But um, a lot closer than it was a couple weeks ago after some lopsided ones. So uh, I think I have five straight wins. Here comes Ooh. the flip. Here comes yeah, the back to It's back to Paul and Moose this week. Yep. Okay, here we go. So the last third and fourth place guys can make up some ground. Paul, it's it's us here. This is this is the rare occasion where my team picks first. Since you never like or even on the team that gets to pick first, do you want to pick the first player? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do. Um, I'm thinking either uh, Paul Casey or Fleetwood. What do you think between those two? Since we're allowing table talk. Um, I think I like Fleetwood. That's where I was leaning to. When in doubt, go with Jesus lookalike. That's he hasn't where played we're since this, but I think that's. I mean. Yeah, I don't, th- I don't think he's gonna miss the cut. So not that Casey would, but yeah, I think he's rested. I'm gonna go with it. Yeah, there we go. All right, Rhino, you want me to go? Go for it. Harris English. <laughs> 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 Who knew that was coming? All I'm thinking is, you know what? It's really important to make cuts. Yeah. yeah. So the I other number other one power yeah. ranker, he should at least make the cut. Other not caveat too is we can't uh, can't pick any of our one and done picks. So yeah. All right, Moose. Um, I'm not going to touch Brooks Kepka. There's just no way. Um, Wolf is tempting. Casey's tempting. But I really, this guy shows up number one in this model, and he's a guy that just makes a crap ton of birdies. What do you think about Henley? Oh, yeah. Big Russ? Do you like yeah. Henley over Wolf or Casey? Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Actually, um, the simulator yeah. loves Henley this week. Uh, they a sneaky him. good year. Yeah, um, we got him at. Uh, he's second strokes gain total his last 24 rounds, first in approach. Well, Andy's another guy in the field that I've heard of, so I'm all about this. <laughs> all right, let's go with – I've been going like chalk – not that he's – I mean, he's still one of the higher no, higher I, price guys in the field. So, But I, I like it. I like that. So Henley and Fleetwood for Moose and I. Yep. Against English and – I'm all about guys with big forearms. <laughs> <laughs> I heard us talking about – yeah. I'm going Paul Casey. Okay. I think he has big forearms because he works out a lot. 
I don't know. All I know is I've been hearing about his, I've been hearing about his goddamn forearms for 15 years. It's like, okay, we get it. Yes. <laughs> wow, what was that? That was that was my Popeye uh, impression. Oh, I thought oh that maybe God. you like jerking off or something. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's the note. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, that, that was my uh, Paul's foreplay yeah. soundtrack. You guys know so maybe we can, uh, we, yeah, we, we, we didn't get into our uh, 43K this week for time purposes because, uh, Paul, it was nice. what's that? It's important. I'm reading the comments on the Bubba Watson thing. Most people are saying that's illegal in Minnesota and they're roasting him. And I say, who cares? That guy can't win. It's like he's posting like an innocent video of like catching him having sunny. fun with his kid. Yeah. Well, fun. But that's also Twitter. It's like no matter. I mean, tell us about it. Well, so I don't fish, and I saw that when he posted it, and I immediately looked to see if there were comments about that, and everybody was like, at that point, everybody was like, "Oh, good for you, Bubba." And I was like, "That's why I brought it up here because I was like, I thought that was illegal, and nobody was roasting them." But apparently, you know they that started. you know that like celebrities and people that actually like give a shit about their brand don't fucking read any of that. Yes, they, they don't even hire people to read that. Hmm. They post and then it's vaporized. It's gone. Bubba, or, I don't know. The he, needs, he needs like a guy like you could tell like Dustin Johnson's tweets are not him. You know, it's like uh, you think. Thanks. Had a really love this new sim driver. Like, love love <laughs> the people at this tournament. It's like that's I love cool. being in Pittsburgh. Great <laughs> to be back. <laughs> Did you guys see this movie? Are you guys liking Tiger King? I mean, he. Yeah, I love okay. uh, Dustin Johnson is the best. Uh, he okay. can give two shits. Yeah. So. For our listeners, maybe we we'll, uh, maybe we can post our forty three k lineups or something just for time purposes. <laughs> well, they can freaking sign up. They can sign yeah. up for the forty three k and see what we pick there. But we're still doing it. We just didn't go over it on this show just because uh, yeah, Don was right. calm enough to join us. So and I don't think anybody's like really listening to hear yeah, who no. we're picking. And we're terrible. I, I disagree. At, so. My sources are telling me people are really loving the forty three k lineup. We do have it's, to mention that Tractor finished DFL last week. I did. <laughs> You know what? You know what's actually so that's two real? weeks in a row. One of us have finished. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say is impressive. We are so good at this shit. Two weeks in a row, someone on this pod has finished DFL. Uh, uh, Paul, how'd you do? I think I was fortieth, which uh, I, I was like hundred and thirty fifth or something. Still, it was pretty bad again. So sorry, guys. It's hard for, to win, man. For cutting you out of our awesome picks. So sorry about that. But and you know what? I really wanted to go into my awesome invitational performance this weekend yeah. or my teams but maybe we'll have to save that because we're going we can talk about that off air but we we got it done we won uh four we matches halved another one and then uh made it past the first hole in the shootout so, so how we, many points did you win your flight by half a point oh wow it was it was super so super tight flight. and you guys dominated your last match right yeah, yeah, and, but then so did uh, one of the other teams too. Like they beat a team. We the last match we beat the team that everybody was kind of stomping on. That also happened to be Chris Beisch's dad's team. But get a the, lesson, dude. huh? Get a lesson, dude. Yeah, no, he is such a nice guy. He's like a doctor. He he's he's like a pediatric uh, respiratory like guy. Like he is works he the, with intensive remember, care. Is he the guest. He was the guest. Okay. Of another doctor, but no, gotcha. like Steve Weiss is an awesome dude. So, but yeah, so we beat them by four and I had to make a couple big putts at the end, to even like beat them by four. And 
then one of the other teams that was just super strong just laid down in their first one. So I thought I thought all we needed was three points in our last match to get through, but we needed the full four. So it was fun. And then the uh, did you meet a lot of people? I was say, oh my god, it was so fun that I I got to meet so many people on every. And did each make it more fun because you met more people? <laughs> it sure did. It was like told you. It was like, <laughs> it's like I kept knowing more and more people, and so. Uh, but anyways, I, I'm sure our listeners are glad that we had Don Donatello, and we kept me reliving the glory of my town and country uh, invitational down to less than three minutes. But next week we can preview the, uh, the Hazel, Hazel team member guests. Yep, and uh, we might need to do like a little live pod that night here, but we'll we'll talk live about pod that later. What? No. Okay. Maybe not. Oh, maybe. I don't know. We get, I might be entertained. Yeah. Like with our guests and stuff like that, just sitting around a table. I bring them one microphone and. Yeah. We can have, you guys can, I mean, we've talked about Brett before. He'll be there. Oh, Brett Kevin. Oh, yes. Tune in next week for special <laughs> breasts. Well, special breasts. Special breasts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. That means it's time to end the show. Cue the outro music. And that concludes the most recent installment of Nice Shot Pods. On behalf of Tractor, the Rhino, Paul, and myself, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.